Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Hey guys, Eric here. Just had a little disclaimer before the episode starts that this is an uncut and unedited version of our Power Rangers Survivor live stream that we did on Power Rangers Day, August 28th, 2019. Just a warning that swears are not bleeped in this episode. That is a warning for some of our younger listeners. We've split this episode into two parts for easier consumption, and you will find both of those in your podcast stream or at rangercommand.com for extra episode 54. Enjoy. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Power Rangers Survivor, a game of more phenomenal politics that often revolves around the underdog versus the favorite. And this time, we're hitting it Zord on. It's Power Rangers Survivor, good versus evil. The Goods, ten rangers that share one thing in common, overcoming evil. It's the only thing they've known. They'll take on the evils, ten villains that also share one thing in common capitalizing on the weaknesses of others and using it to squash their opponents. Literally. But when you're abandoned in the dark dimension, with no idea what to expect, it doesn't matter if the power protects you or the darkness consumes you. Because every villain has an Achilles heel, and every ranger a secret identity. It's Power Rangers Survivor. Good versus Evil. For the next 39 days, they'll be abandoned, they must learn to adapt, or they'll be voted out. In the end, only one will remain to claim the million dollar prize. 39 days, 20 people, one survivor. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 54, Power Rangers Survivor, Shattered Survivor Live, Good vs. Evil, recorded on National Power Rangers Day, August 28th, 2019. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Sound a Ranger up with your hosts, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. And I'm Doug, also known as Ikibuli. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Juan S., Steve F., Doug F., Bo H., Tyler W., Eric D., Sean V., Christopher M., Liz M., Craig M., Arnold O., Derek G., Teresa B., and Jacob P. for supporting us this month. Thank you. And welcome, everyone, to Power Rangers Survivor Live. (laughs) It wouldn't be a Ranger Command without technical difficulties, but we're here. We've made it. We are here. We're present. We're on the island. Our shelter is set up. 
We've, yes, finally. Yeah. As you can see, <laughs> uh, the gorgeous uh, beach behind us. Mm-hmm, with that beautiful, uh, yeah. crystal clear red water. <laughs> and you know why it's so crystal clear red water. It's because, let's talk about the location. Yeah, But maybe even before that, Doug, what the hell is Fantasy Survivor? <laughs> okay, so... Um, I, if you've, if you've, you know, been, listened to one of these before, bear with me for just a minute or two, but basically we got this idea from another podcast called Rob has a podcast, which is a survivor centric podcast. And basically what they would do every once in a while is they would say, what would happen if we took this television show or this group of people or these athletes and put them into a survivor simulation? What would happen? And I was like, I love that so much. And I tweeted one day, what if we did that with Power Rangers? And Eric was like, yes, just Yes. So what we do is we cast a bunch of Power Rangers um, onto a season of Survivor, and then we play that out. In the past, we've pre-recorded it, um, and this time we're doing it live. So all of the results are a mystery to us, um, and you are here for the journey. So round by round, we will eliminate one person based on um, sort of typical Survivor circumstances, um, and uh, ultimately one person from this cast will be the sole Survivor. As I update all of the, uh, this is cool because we're using, um, uh, we're actually using Lightstream, and I just want to give a special shout out to the folks at the RRR podcast, uh, specifically Will and Brian, uh, for giving us great tips to start this and to make this all work. Uh, we were using OBS, but encountered some issues when we we're doing the test stream. So I just want to give them a, a special shout out for making this all possible and helping us with that. Yes. But now we're going to talk about the location. So we've got we've got weird orange skies and and red seas. Where the heck are we? Well, I'll tell you where we're at because we're on. We're in the dark dimension <laughs> slash other world. This was seen in the episodes green with evil and green no more. And on this, uh, people are asking, well, the dark dimension was like a box uh, <laughs> with with the funky gold grading. What's what's this all about? Well, let me tell you that we are on an island of perpetual night set in the other world. There are dark caves scattered throughout the island with prison rooms that are decorated with green walls and a starry background that pierces the dimensional barrier. Otherwise, the island contains a misty jungle filled with ancient ruins with broken Grecian-style columns. Think of Tommy having his vision from Fighting Spirit fighting the green ranger there are small exotic alien creatures and larger humanoid crabs and plants that make the island habitable but dangerous the island is surrounded by a mysterious ocean which has not been explored are they gonna have to eat humanoid crabs (laughs) you know you gotta do what you gotta do on power rangers survivor I don't I don't make the rules here, Doug. That's I don't. true. That's very true. <laughs> the island um, giveth and the island taketh away. Uh, I think 
I think our stream output. Okay, I'm going to, you know what? I, I'm going to end that. Sorry, guys. I I hope it's not, I hope it's not ending or something. The stream health is good. Um, anywho. <laughs> and here's the thing. This will all be edited into a nice polished audio version mm-hmm. for this Saturday. Uh, but watch our craziness live right now. Uh, so, okay. We talked about the location and if you listen to our, uh, cast list or our casting call, you know, the cast list, but I, I do want to do a brief rundown. So first we're going to start with the goods. Yes. Yes. So this is our good tribe and, um, Doug, talk, talk about it. Like, let's yeah. let's talk about these goods. Yeah, so every season that we do is based off of or loosely sort of reminiscent of an actual Survivor season. So we've, we're basing this off of a season called David versus Goliath. It's two tribes of ten people each, and we decided that our tribal breakdown would be good versus evil. So our good tribe has ten folks on it. Our evil tribe has ten folks on it. The good consists of – I'll run down the list, and if there's anything you want to say about anybody in particular sure. – We'll just kind of go from there. But our good tribe consists of Orion from Power Rangers Super Megaforce, Tanya from Zeo, Gia from Megaforce, Mike from Samurai, Devin from Beast Morphers, Vesper from Hyperforce, Lily from Jungle Fury, Kendall from Dino Charge, Mick from Ninja Steel, and TJ from Turbo and In Space. Yeah, and what's really great about this team, I think um, this is a really diverse team of Rangers. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, uh, I think, a really good mix of old and new characters. I am totally digging this cast, and I had a lot of fun casting this with you, Doug. I think this is a very solid team. Yeah, I like it because we sort of, um, we didn't really have goals going in other than who do we want to see on the season. And we ended up with a cool sort of eclectic group. Um, And not just, you know, based on being from different series, but different personalities Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I'm excited excited to see kind of like how they interact in different survival scenarios. (laughs) Yeah, especially with this crazy season. And let me tell you, we're basing this off the David versus Goliath season, which was the 37th season of the show. And I've been binging it the past (laughs) week and a half. It is, if you have never watched Survivor, I think this is the series to watch to like jumpstart you right in. Yeah. Sure. They talk about like, um, different strategies that past survivors have played, but this is a great season to throw you right into the drama. And my God, is there a lot of it? Yeah, I will. I will second that. I am a massive survivor super fan and David versus Goliath is a perfect season to sort of test out. If you're wondering what survivor looks like 18, 19 years into its, its life. So check it out. If you've never checked it out before, it's really fun. Even if you never check out survivor after that, I guarantee you'll have a a good time watching that season. Yeah. And we'll get into it running in, into our uh, game of survivor, but yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. This is going to be a roller coaster and the people that are going to contribute a lot to that (laughs) roller coaster is the evils team. Yes. Yes. Now the evil team consists of heckle 
slash snide. So the evils almost have a bonus person in their pocket. Advantage? Disadvantage? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, we've got Lord Zed. He's featured in our series logo. Mm-hmm. Capri from Ninja St- Ninja Storm, not Steel. <laughs> uh, Tanaya Seven from RPM. Cosmo Royale, the goat himself, <laughs> but not really because we got another goat. Uh, but we got Cosmo Royale from uh, Power Rangers Ninja Steel. Uh, shout out to Campbell Cooley. Uh, we've got Camille from Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Scorpina from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Divatox, who is a returnee to the game of Power Rangers Survivor. Mm-hmm. She is the only returnee this season. And she was in the last season, uh, season three. She and will not accept being voted off. No, she didn't. <laughs> uh, she hated it. Uh, we've got Imperius from Power Rangers Mystic Force. And we got... The goat himself, the real goat, <laughs> Robo Goat, also known as Rob Goat. Yes. I want you all to know that anytime I look down, I know you can't see me at the moment, but when I'm on the screen and I'm looking down, I'm reading your chat. So um, I'm not ignoring you. I'm actually paying attention to you. <laughs> that, that's good because I can't do that right now. So I hope people are. Uh, but yeah, Doug, at any time, chime in yeah. with some great comments we've got some hyperforce love we've got hashtag vote for goat hashtag viva la diva so oh my god rooting interests in the chat which is awesome <laughs> this is this is fantastic uh so i'm i'm gonna go back to our our split screen uh so we've got <laughs> as i'm hey. taking a swig of coffee <laughs> uh, sorry that that's uh that's a faux pas from me uh so so we will uh we will start um, as I, as I remove a couple scenes, uh, just to clear the board a little bit. Um, so yes, uh, we are going to run through our power Rangers, uh, survivor. And I will let everyone know that, uh, dice rolls are in play. Uh, this is kind of like a, uh, tabletop and I got to remember to send to live. Nope, that's the reward challenge. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Eric spent but, a lot of time making these really, really cool frames, yeah. and we're getting used to to using them. So, yes, uh, I'm excited for you all to see the type of stuff that he's he's cooked up. It's very, very cool. Thanks. So, uh, I've got this uh, dice roll mat, uh, and I, I will plug. Uh, this is from the Gift of Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Shout out to them because I was looking for this that wasn't in a convention and they had a bunch of them. <laughs> nice. Um, so if, um, if ever there's a big decision that needs to be made, that we are taking our bias out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And the only way we can do that is with dice roll. Yes. Yeah. And we made, we were doing power Rangers dice things before hyperforce <laughs> before uh, heroes of the grid. Uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> you can have that idea, Hyperforce, for yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they did it much more uh, successfully and and much more awesome. Um, yeah, so let's let's start with the first episode, which is appearances 
are deceiving. Yes. So in this episode, obviously, we're meeting our cast. And in, in the, you know, David versus Goliath season, this would be when Jeff Probst sort of explains the theme of the season um, and sort of tells them what it's all about because they, they don't know. I mean, on this season, they probably figured it out once they saw that one team was all Rangers and one team was all villains. But... Um, in this case specifically, Jeff's going to explain the season, um, and he's going to ask the evil tribe to choose who they perceive as the weakest man and the weakest woman on the good tribe. Um, and then they'll choose their own strongest man and strongest woman. This is something that actually happened on the Survivor season, um, yeah. and it's basically used to explain that appearances are deceiving. Not everybody who looks to be the weakest is the weakest. Not everybody who looks to be the strongest is the strongest. So the evils are going to choose those folks and i guess we'll figure out how they do that but essentially they're going to run a reward challenge with those people um all right so yeah let's uh, let's let's figure this out who is going to be picking well i think on the villain or the evil tribe i'm going to keep calling them the villains tribe but on the evil tribe I think the loudest people are going to be making the decision first because this is a situation where no one really knows each other and whoever kind of talks first is sort of looked to. So I think we're right. looking at maybe some decision-making from Zed or Cosmo. Divatox has been here before, so she probably has some sway. And uh, Capri maybe doesn't have a whole lot of influence, but she's certainly talking. So with that combination of loud folks, I imagine we're getting some sort of decision. Um, so who do we, who do we think is really making that call? Does Lord Zed put his foot down as, as the emperor of evil? I think early on, probably. Yeah. I think he, he has no qualms making himself the leader of this tribe and viewing himself as such. So whatever he perceives as weakness is probably what's going to be chosen. Okay. So out of, out of all these people, who do you think on first glance he thinks is weak on the goods. I'm guessing that because Lily is somebody who is already underestimated frequently being somebody who's Mm. a cheerleader, maybe a little bit smaller uh, based on appearance alone. I could see her being targeted early on um, as one of the weaker members. Um, That's kind of the first impression I'm getting for one of the two. Who do you think might be the other? So I think, um, I, I think he'll want to pick someone that he might recognize. And um, I was kind of going to throw TJ in there, mm. but I don't think they ever encountered each other. Mm. Yeah, maybe not. Well, no, because Countdown to Destruction. So I think he would have known about TJ. <laughs> and it's not that it's not that he's saying that TJ is weak. He wants to challenge someone <laughs> that he knows. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So we're getting sort of a Lily is maybe weak and TJ, let's just stomp that guy because we already, we've we've met at least a little bit and there's some some tension there. Makes yes. sense to me. Who are, who are the evils picking as the strongest? I imagine Zed's putting himself forward. Oh, for sure. I, I think um, just because of how strong he is, his magical abilities... And his uh, physical presence, I think he's definitely putting himself out there, which may be ruffling the feathers of of the other uh, team members. <laughs> like, who's this guy? <laughs> 
I think Diva talks because she knows Lord Zed. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, wait a minute. She's like, I've done this before. Your wife failed. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I, I am, I am going to compete. Yeah, she's the only one who's done this before, so I could see her sort of asserting herself. She's like, hold on, wait. <laughs> I know how this all works. I've been here before. Viva la diva. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing this, and and Lord Zed's, you know, maybe doing some kind of epic face palm. Yeah. And he he's just not having it at all. <laughs> but he has no choice because he uh, he wants to. He just wants to get it over with yeah. at this point. Here's the thing. If two people are going to put themselves forward, the smart thing to do is let them do it. Let them put a spotlight on themselves. So if Zed's putting himself forward, if Divatox is putting herself forward, they might not work well together, but why put yourself out there if two people have already done it? So I could see this being the pair that's going up against the perceived weakest. All right. So in this reward challenge, see, we've got the nice frame of the reward challenge. We've got bottle of water and hot dogs and all all that good stuff. Uh, So in this reward challenge, and remember they're doing this on a barge. They're not even at the Island yet. No, They're like on a, which I thought was crazy for this season of survivor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do a challenge that's built into the ship, which is really, really cool. Um, It was cool. And uh, I I really enjoyed it. I had no idea what was going on because they've never really done that before, but yeah, uh, I was, I was all in. So uh, one pair from each tribe will have to cross either a balance beam over the water um, or or a balance beam that's over like a pool of water, a plank bridge, or a two-person balance beam, (laughs) then go through a crawl under net tunnel, rope tunnel, then transfer 30 sandbags from one platform to another complete a slide puzzle (laughs) or complete a 15 piece puzzle. So the goods get to choose which tribe completes which task. Right. So So that was the twist. Yeah. The evils get to choose who competes. The goods get to choose how the challenges run. Basically they get to choose what obstacle course each team is going to pick. And so once they are done with the puzzle portion of it, they will climb to get a shelter-making kit. And the first tribe to get the kit wins the kit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay, so we've got the goods. And I, I I don't think TJ likes being called out. So I think he's really stepping up right now to, to be the leader. And I think he's saying, okay, Lord Zed, you want to play that game? We'll play it. <laughs> so... What do we think that um, both um, both Lily and TJ, what are they picking for the evil team? I think they're strategic, and I think they know what's going on, and I think that they're going to set themselves up for a win. So whatever is going to make the most sense for them as probably smaller, quicker, um, smarter folks, um, they're going to go with things that, that benefit them and give – the the evil <laughs> representative stuff that's going to be harder, um, which I think only makes sense. So I think they're giving the evils the two person balance beam. Mm-hmm. Again, they're playing off the fact that uh, Diva Talks already started the drama. Lord Zed's not having any of it, so they know that they're not going to work well together. 
And I think with a two-person balance beam, that's going to be pretty difficult for them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and then go through a crawl under <laughs> net tunnel or rope tunnel. <laughs> I feel like the uh, Lord the Zed's going to get a stuck. Lot of, like flare type <laughs> items, lots of horns, lots of pieces hanging off, masks that have spikes. I feel like yeah. going through a rope tunnel is really. Uh, it's bad detrimental for them so uh they're definitely gonna have to do that <laughs> yeah okay rope tunnel it is and then um uh are they completing a slide puzzle or a 15 piece puzzle the villains are probably having to do uh, i feel like the slide puzzle is typically harder so i feel like they're gonna give them a slide puzzle you know i and maybe that's just me being terrible at them but i do think they tend to be harder yeah they're they're pretty bad and if you have to do it with somebody else that you don't get along with you're screwed (laughs) oh absolutely and again they're not working well together right so then what are the goods picking i guess it's everything it's it's got to be the opposite stuff right they're doing the balance beam over water um, I think it's probably no problem for a couple of rangers. They're probably doing the 15-piece puzzle, and they must be doing... I think they're doing the crawl under. Yeah, that's that's going to be easy for them. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, all rangers are athletic, but uh, especially Lily. I mean, she's a martial artist. And a dancer and, and a cheerleader. <laughs> she does everything. And she did all that training with RJ, <laughs> yeah. who, put, who put them through various crazy mm-hmm. stuff going on yeah so let's let's roll do it i've got i've got the <laughs> die here so for for the goods a 14 not bad for the evils and i'm 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 shaking this up and i'm dropping it <laughs> oh they got a 12 oh okay so the evils fail yeah the goods made good decisions <laughs> all right uh doug remember to do the notes yes just the winner doing Sorry. some note taking here so this is great the goods get the shelter making kit we knew this would happen lord zed uh and diva talks not working well together i think i think the evil tribe is already like kind of like grumbling about this mm-hmm. they're, they're not happy I think Imperius is fanning himself. Like he really does not like to be dried out in this heat. Uh, Rob Goat is also a bit of a diva, a so he's like, "This is bad." And it's. I think Scorpina's fine with it. She's uh, used to dry, arid conditions being based on a scorpion. I have to as imagine my... Capri is very upset with the conditions. Oh my How god! How did she even get here? <laughs> I think uh, Tanaya Seven is fine with it. She's used to uh, a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <Arid> <laughs> and conditions, she's a, no big deal. <laughs> she's an android, so whatever. Um, so yes, that is the reward challenge. Now, in David versus Goliath, um, the weather was bad. Yep, it was very bad for a season of Survivor. Yes. So what? happened is there was a ton of rain heavy rain pouring on on both tribes they're getting absolutely wrecked yes so i think uh, the goods 
are putting together or have put together the shelter nicely. You've got two really mechanical people. You've got Mick and Kendall. Mm -hmm. They're very, uh, not, not just tech based, but maybe good with their hands. Yeah. They're as opposed to like Vesper being really good with like the nitty gritty technical stuff. I think Mick and Kendall are sort of in the engineering side of things. So if they're putting together a shelter, if they have to sort of problem solve in order to get that together, I think those two are probably taking the lead there. Um, and it's a ranger team. I think at the beginning of a game like this, they're going to do a little bit better um, simply because they're used to working in teams. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the, the great things about Survivor. I think early on, you know who's going to win, who's uh, really involved with uh, helping out at camp. And... As Rangers, I think I think they're all helping. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, there's nothing really to argue about at this point. Nope, not yet. Not for Rangers, so, at least. <laughs> no, definitely not for Rangers. So, um, an interesting twist. There, there is an idol found this episode. And it's on the evil camp. Yes. So if you are new to Survivor, um, every round somebody's going to get voted off, but they do throw these things called immunity idols into the game that anybody can find uh, sort of at any time. And if you find one of those, you sort of have this immunity from being voted out if you play it perfectly. So one of those is going to end up being found on the Evil's tribe. There is probably one hidden on the Good's tribe, but nobody finds it this time around. Yes, and I, I want to answer um, Steve's question real quick. Uh, he said, do teams get modifiers as well, or is it straight rolls? Uh, we're not that complicated yet with modifiers. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something we can add in future seasons, but we're definitely doing straight rolls. Uh, this is a 20-sided uh, die, and I'm doing it from a very <laughs> high height, so, so it bounces on the... <laughs> So you can hear it. It's like <laughs> slamming on the ground. I'm, I, I'm not like pre-dropping rolls. Yeah. So, um, also Doug has a bunch of die that yep. uh, will be made for other decisions. So it's definitely a, a, a mix of uh, die roll, but there's no modifiers. It's straight rolls. Yeah. We have a couple mechanisms. We got the dice. I have a couple coins here that we can flip if we need it. And we have everybody's name written on a piece of paper and a bowl that we can draw from, which I imagine we are going to be using very soon. Right now to see who finds the idol. So all the evils are in that little bowl there. I don't know if you can. I got to get it a little more. Oh, Um, very nice. And I'm just going to pull a name out of it. And whoever is pulled, that's who finds the idol, which is a nice little advantage to have in the game. So yes. I'm not looking. I'm staring all directly at you, all my At attention. our beautiful faces. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the person who pulls that idol, who finds the idol, is one Diva Tox. <laughs> oh! <laughs> which makes okay. sense. If you've played before, you know what to look for. So Diva Tox has an exactly. idol. Diva Tox has a slight advantage in the game. If she gets a sense that she is a target, she can play that. Um, and really throw uh, a wrench in some people's plans. So it's hashtag Viva La Diva. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying uh, Diva Fiva in there. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. I I like Diva Fiva too. Lots of Diva um, Tox love. Yeah, and uh, shout out to people in the chat. 
you don't have to apologize for popping into Ranger Liz's stream or anything. Um, she's a great friend of the show. Um, I love Liz to death. She's an amazing person. She's celebrating like two years on her YouTube anniversary. So if by all means you, you guys want to pop in or out, we totally understand this is going to be a semi long episode as all Ranger, a uh, power Ranger survivor happens. As long as you guys are here for the tribal council to get your vote in, I think we'll be good with that. Yeah. So by all means go to her live stream, give her support, uh, pop in and out. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated and keep in mind there, the stream will be available on the YouTube channel and we're going to have an special edition audio version for the podcast. Yes. So you can watch it in many ways. So yes, now Diva Tox has found the idol. She knows what it's all about, but now we're going to go to the reward slash immunity challenge. And I didn't do a slash one. So we're just going to call it the immunity challenge. Yes. As you can see, uh, we've got the, the two immunity idols in, in the background. Every episode, there is a challenge between the two teams or however many teams there are. And the team that wins gets to keep all of their people. And the team that loses has to get rid of somebody. So that's actually the mechanism through which people get eliminated. And that'll change as it dwindles. But for now, all you got to know is that the losing team loses a player. Now, what it was interesting in this episode. So um, the actual challenge itself, uh, the castaways will have to sprint through an obstacle to a sand pit where one person from each tribe will have to dig under a log. (laughs) After getting through the log, the first person will grab a machete and chop rope to release a set of ladders. The second tribe will have to untie knots instead. They will then pole vault onto a platform. Once everyone is across the pole vault, they will need to solve a number puzzle. The first tribe to finish their puzzle wins immunity and flint to make fire at camp. So many dangerous elements. There are lots of obstacle <laughs> courses in Survivor. This one, uh, I'd be a little freaked out to do. Anytime they have to dig under a log, I'm like, I would get stuck. Like, for sure, I'd be stuck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this this looked like a pretty tough challenge on, you know, day three. They've already been beaten by these storms, and it's still raining. It's yes. still pouring. Yes, everything's slippery. <laughs> It's bad. Yes. So, uh, so let's figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. So um, do we need to talk about it or do you just want to roll? Well, let's see. I mean, I would expect that this is the type of challenge that the Rangers would do better at. I do think that typically speaking, a lot of the Rangers are slimmer and a bit more in traditional fit shape as opposed to yes. just being strength um, sort of heavy. And I would expect them to do well at things like digging under a log, pole vaulting, balance beams, a lot of the stuff that you'd expect in Survivor. But the cool thing about Survivor is that you never know what's going to uh, be the advantage. You don't know what anyone's going to be good at, what anyone's going to be bad at, um, and who's going to slip off of a slippery balance beam in the rain. (laughs) And I will say it's it's not to give the evils any advantage. These guys have powers. (laughs) They have... 
um, typically better strength than the Rangers yeah. at most times. <laughs> and they all have their own unique advantages. And I think it's whatever skill set you're bringing to the table. Mick can do shape-shifting. Mm-hmm. So who knows how that's going to change <laughs> yeah, the game. We still have like civilian powers that may come up and may not. In, in Power Rangers Survivor, civilian powers are not off-limits. <laughs> no. It's, it's whatever powers you have. Remember, Devin has his beast cheetah speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that could come into play for any of these challenges, mm-hmm. I think, would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's 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 roll for it. Let's do it. All right. So I'm I'm going to be rolling for the goods. Okay. They get a four. <laughs> not not great. Not great at all. Now it's time for the evils. Wow, the evils get a six. So no one performs so, well in this challenge. <laughs> the rain really I, gets the best of everybody. It, it it was it was a very uh yeah you're right the the rain was heavy uh it's it's not going great for anyone nope. and i think that the evil tribe just barely makes it out mhm so what's interesting is is so the losing team is the goods mm-hmm. here's the thing on the boat ride back to the loser camp, they encountered very rough waters. Remember, there's like basically a hurricane happening. But this is the dark dimension, so that hurricane is <laughs> even worse. This is bad. Oh, yeah. So this this is super bad. Um, oh, uh, wait. We In the chat... Uh, Super Samurai One says, "Does Vesper have her robotic arm?" Of course. Yes. So, uh, keep in mind these are typically the the last time that we've seen these Rangers on screen or media. Yes, with with exceptions with some, here or there where where we need them. <laughs> yeah. So here's the really bad thing. So the goods, someone is going to sustain a very bad back injury that requires the medical team's attention and they will be evacuated from the game. Tribal council is going to be canceled. Yes. Typically someone would get voted out, but in a really, really bizarre twist of fate, someone's injured. So they don't need to vote anybody out, which is dark. (laughs) It's very dark. And I know Doug has, has dipped into the bowl of names I'm getting God, who is it? Who's out? Which means we're basically losing a ranger right off the bat to an This injury. is bad. <laughs> so, for for anybody who's curious, basically what happened on the actual season was they were on a boat ride yeah. and the boat hit like a really gnarly wave and one and of the people And it compressed like, someone's spine. Yes. Yes. He's it fine. It fractured their spine. <laughs> yeah, he's He's good. He's good. <laughs> but uh this was painful. This was painful to watch on the show. It was really bad. It was really bad. And depending on who gets booted, this is this might be painful for us. Ooh, it's gonna be a ranger. It's gonna be one of our faves. God, this is bad. Oh, Derek says they will be joining the Rocky DeSantos back injury club. Hey, <laughs> which is a good point. Good reference. <laughs> I like it. 
It's Orion. Orion? No! <laughs> no! Uh, Not Orion. No, I wanted him to play. <laughs> so Orion, before he even has a chance to play, a chance to, you know, use oh, his use his no. charm and his alien skills, is uh, injured in a boat ride back to camp and has to be medically evacuated from the game. So our first casualty. No. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't like it. <laughs> See this? We do not control this. Yeah, yeah. No, I we oh. we don't we don't pick uh, when we when we have the ability to leave it up to chance. What's really what's really kind of frustrating about this is this season is uh, full of a lot of people who don't. Sorry, Derek. Derek says he had as much as much screen time as he did <laughs> in Super Mega Force. So appropriate. <laughs> I guess history repeats itself. <laughs> that that is a twist of fate. Yeah, oh my god! Oh for sure. Um, but what's strange about this is we don't have a ton of connections on this season um, yeah. because a lot of our our rangers skew more recent, where there aren't a lot of crossovers or team ups or anything like that. Um, but one of the connections we did have was the fact that Orion is, and Gia were on a team together at yes. one point. So Gia most likely is the one most affected by the fact that Orion's been injured, which kind of levels the playing field a little bit, but is certainly not great for Gia, who probably saw Orion as a potential ally. Yeah, and we don't get a lot of crossover with with teams. Um, I know we have Rob Goat, Scorpina and Lord Zed from Mighty Morphin, but keep in mind Scorpina and Lord Zed never worked together, right. so there's no real connection there yeah. aside from her having worked with Rita Repulsa in the past. <laughs> Josh says Gia doesn't care; she's too cool for Orion. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 deal with that, or I'll, I'll uh, head cannon accepted. <laughs> she's confident; she doesn't need him. <laughs> Yep, so, sorry, Orion, you're out. And we uh, couldn't do anything about it. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) All right, we're moving on to episode two. The chicken has flown the coop. Ooh. So, the cyclone continues through the night, and Jeff provides a fire-making kit and a tarp to each tribe. Yes, yes, because... It's so bad that Jeff's like, I'm sorry, guys, we shouldn't have put you through this. So here's some help. <laughs> That's how you know it's bad oh, when Jeff is helping him out. <laughs> uh, I want to point out that Hitmonkey uh, did make have a connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gia and TJ met in Dimensions in Danger. Hmm, we'll have to make note of that and try to remember that that is in play. Yes, yes. And... Uh, Gia, Tanya, and Lily are all yellow, Ooh. so I can see a hashtag yellow alliance hmm. going on. Hmm. But will that happen? We I don't shall know. See. So while all of this really bad uh, cyclone stuff is happening, um, and an idol is actually found at the goods camp. And I should have looked ahead because I just took everybody out of the bowl. <laughs> So let me go ahead so, and throw them back in there. <laughs> no, so I think the scenario is that look, even though even though the the rain is happening, I think someone is looking for an idol. Yeah. 
and we'll determine who gets it because look, they've already lost a person. I, I think that there are some very strategic people on survivor. This is the fourth season of power Rangers survivor. I think that the other castaways have may have seen one of the other seasons. They know what's going on. We have a couple of folks was, who did their research. Kendall knows exactly the whole history of survivor with power Rangers, of course, every detail. Of course. And uh, Devin might be a super fan. He's a gamer, right? He's a gamer. He loves Survivor. This is his dream. He's always wanted to be on on part of it. I like that headcanon a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Competitive reality TV, Devin's in. Wait. Well, then then Devin would be like the Derek of the... Not Derek. um, (laughs) The the, the guy. Davey. 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 He's like the Davey (laughs) of this... Because Davey was a super fan yeah. that was young and grew up with Survivor. Right. Super fun, loving guy. Just wanted to play. Yeah. No, that's a good comparison. I like that. Yeah. So let's find okay. out who ends up finding that idol. There's a lot of folks who should be looking for it, but who yes. actually finds it? Hmm. All right. It is going to be, unsurprisingly, Kendall. Oh, it's Kendall. <laughs> Kendall's done her <laughs> research. She knows exactly how this all works. She knows exactly like where it. to look. She's got plans in her head, schematics and everything. Um, and she wastes no time looking in all the nooks and crannies and everything out of place and finds an idol for herself. Oh, my gosh. So I, I love that Kendall has an idol. Me it's too. it's going to work great for her game. Um, yeah, I think she's definitely someone to watch out for as a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that happened in that episode. So people are suspicious and one person digs into the coat of another at the evils camp and finds the (laughs) idol. So Diva Toxis found out. And I think she doesn't, I think she took off maybe some armor or something (laughs) and put it on the beach. It's hot. It's and hot, everything's guys. wet all the time, so you got to let things dry out. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, uh, Josh on the chat said, forget Mayor Kendall. She's about to be the POTUS <laughs> on Shattered Survivor. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, Steve says, hashtag RoboCoat. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so what we're saying is that RoboCoat is the one who figured Divatox out. Do you want to go with that? I'm fine with that. Or or do we or do we keep drawing names? We could draw. That's fine too. Well, no, you know what? I I like hashtag Robocoat. Robo-coat. It's going to show up on the screen too in the corner. <laughs> in the hashtag Robocoat, right guys? So, yes. Rob Goat, uh, Rob Goat Rob. has he has found the idol in diva Tox's, uh jacket but it's not like they steal it right but who is he telling who is he most likely to work with because that's certainly who he's going to tell who does he gravitate towards i could see him and imperious maybe getting along based on their demeanor i could see him connecting with some old school folks based solely on the fact that they're old school so you know scorpina or zed could be sort of in that camp. Mm. Um, but I also don't think he's, he's, you know, I don't think he's going to stand for other people's drama. So I, I think there, that knocks some potential allies out for him as well. 
Right. And I think the reason that he, uh, I, I think the reason that he went after diva talks was because he doesn't like her diva attitude. If anything, he should be the biggest diva on this <laughs> island. She's had her chance. Get her out of here. <laughs> exactly. That makes sense to um, me. So the tension's there. And Josh in the chat made a good point. He says, I love Robo, but he's got too big of an ego. Let's be real. He's telling everyone. <laughs> All right. So everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> and... And, and that's why uh, the chicken has flown the coop. Mm. It's like the idol has flown the coop. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. out there. So she's still got the advantage, but it's just a little bit smaller because everybody knows that she could play that. This, this is super dramatic. I think she is causing a ruckus. Why did you go into my boob armor coat? <laughs> why did you find this idol? What is your problem? And I think, well, well, darling, don't leave it all out in the open. Yeah. I think that's what that's what <laughs> Rob Goat is saying. Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. <laughs> the, the goat has has flew the coop. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's 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 uh, certainly going to give us some insight into when they finally do have to vote somebody off because we've got some tension. We've got some information. We've got people beginning to to sort yes. into their dynamics, right? So maybe we get everybody versus Diva Tox. Maybe people gravitate towards her because everybody knows she has an idol. Time will tell. Yep. So now we're going right into uh, the immunity slash reward challenge. It's another reward and immunity. Yes. So in this one, we have one member from each tribe climbing a ladder using two rungs to retrieve a key. So there's a little bit of dexterity and some ladder stuff balance going on there. They're going to unlock a boat and then they're going to paddle out to re uh, retrieve puzzle pieces. They got to bring those back. Um, and five other teammates are going to use a balancing table to complete a block puzzle. Basically, it's a go get the puzzle pieces, put the puzzle pieces together, finish the puzzle first. Um, yeah. and the winners get to keep all their members and they get a fishing kit. So, yeah, this is, this is a great challenge, uh, early in any survivor, they get the basics, they get shelter, mm -hmm. they get, uh, a way to provide food. So yeah, this is, this is definitely something that will help whatever camp gets it. So let's not waste any time. Let's, uh, let's roll. Who's going to win? So for, for the goods. God, they get a four. Jeez. What is going on? I don't know. All right. And then the evils. Oh, wow. wow. The evils get a 14. <laughs> I think maybe what's going on is that the Rangers are a bit kumbaya, right? Like they've got this. They've got this in the bag where the Rangers were good. You know, these are challenges that work for us. But when, when the time comes, they sort of take that for granted. And the, and the villains the evil tribe, they're ready to sort of compensate and they really bring it every yeah. time. Yeah. And I think, you know, they can, I think the evil team can definitely put aside some of their differences for these challenges yeah. and a 14 to four, they crushed it. <laughs> what so, motivates a villain more than the opportunity to crush a ranger? <laughs> exactly. And this, this is the ultimate competition. And look, we've seen it in Overdrive. We've seen it in, uh, we've seen it in 
uh, Countdown to Destruction, when evil forces combine, they can do some pretty powerful moves. Yeah, it's just a matter of them getting on the same page, and thus far they've been on the same page. Yeah, and in this challenge, I think, you know, they're using their physical uh, capabilities to the extreme on this. But now we need to figure out what what is what is going on back at camp yeah. on the goods. What's the dynamic? Because the Rangers thus far, because they were spared tribal council, albeit through terrible means, they didn't have to do the sort of back and forth, you know, going after each other type of thing. So this is the first time they're doing that. I imagine that there are some voices that are a little bit louder, some that are a bit more impulsive, um, and some Mm. that are sort of in the background, sort of listening and waiting to strike. I imagine that some of the louder, more more emotional folks might be the mics and the vespers, um, Mm. maybe even a little bit of Devin as a gamer um, and somebody who's like ready to play, play, play. Yeah, I I think Devin's like eager to play he's like maybe even wants to manufacture some of that drama so he can like ooh, just i want to be on survivor yeah yeah exactly like what and and how do people respond to that i guess the the question is the folks who are bringing that conversation forward are other people getting on board or are other people reacting poorly to that um i think we have some folks who are willing to just listen and weigh their options like a Kendall, especially with the hidden immunity idol. She's got some safety there. I think Mick is Mm -hmm. probably somebody who's listening and processing. Um, I think Gia might be somebody who's listening and processing, but like ready to strike if she doesn't like what she hears. Right. So uh, I guess it's a matter of do these louder voices work together or do they start butting heads? Are the Mike and the Vesper, are they getting on board with Devin or are they saying, no, dude, like this is my game. I I kind of like Mike, Devin, and Vesper teaming up. Like they 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 want to take control of the game in some way. And I think, you know, all three of them are young, ambitious, uh, you know, very vocal people. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they're even teaming up on the side. I could see that. Yeah. If they're, if they're the most outspoken and nobody else appears to be gaming, they're gravitating towards each other to say like, well, this is a, this is a cakewalk. So they do need to get two other people on board with them if there are threesome. So who are they able to bring in with them? Because there are nine folks. Well, let's think, who are they targeting? Because, you know, I think it's really bad chaos at camp right now. There's, there's still Sand by the loss of of Orion, especially to go out on something that couldn't have been predicted. They are shook. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty shook up about it, and um, but I like that there's side conversations going on. So we really need to figure out who's teaming up with who. I do think that um, the connection you brought up earlier about the sort of yellow crew, um, I think there's some camaraderie mm. there. So. The question is, do Tanya, Gia, and Lily end up working together? I could see it. I think they all have sort of an element of, you know what? Like, we're capable. We could do this. We're all, you know, we're we're part of the, the yellow team here. So maybe that's a threesome. We got Mike, Devin, and Vesper as a threesome. Do they connect? Do they work against each other? And if they work mm. together, that really just leaves, what, Mick, TJ, and... And Kendall. And Kendall. 
Um, I do think Mick and Kendall probably gravitate towards one another as people who helped build oh, the shelter. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder where TJ is falling in all of this. Um, I I, I want to say TJ because he's one of the most, uh, along with Tanya, he's one of the most senior mm-hmm. rangers. I think there's a lot of respect there for those two legendary rangers. And I think just because Gia had the powers of super mega force, um, she's experienced the powers of, of yellow across the generations. Yeah. She's probably the one behind that yellow crew thing. Right. Like I know what it's like, like you guys know too, like, let's do this. Right. I I think, I think yellow Alliance is strong. I, I really like this young, uh, gamer aspect because uh, Mike is someone who loves to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played games. He's um, he's not a slacker, but I think him and Devin are really hitting it off yeah. as two people really cut from the same cloth. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so TJ, I think, I think as more since he took leadership in the beginning. I think he's really gravitating towards that kind of, of role. Okay. So that sort of leaves Kendall and Mick as a twosome floating around on that camp. Oh my God. Uh, Super Samurai one in chat said, Tanya is all who made you try monitor. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's a good one. So maybe that's a good point. Maybe, you know, Maybe TJ's trying to steer the conversation. Like maybe he's coming at it from the most um, neutral way possible. Like, look, I know it sucks, but we have to vote someone out. And Tanya's like, who made you tribal monitor? <laughs> what does that result in? <laughs> There's some tension there. Is is TJ the one who ends up um, sort of receiving the ire of the rest of the tribe, or does this fall poorly on the yellow crew for calling him out in the first place? I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's ire towards him. I think some people are like, I think there's one camp, maybe Mike, Devin and Vesper who are like, good, take the heat off us. We're going to try to influence the vote. Um, and I think, I think the yellow team calling him out, maybe TJ's like, look, that's a fair point. But we still have to vote someone out at the end of the day. Well, and maybe we just we have to draw and see where that where that lies. Well, I think based on that scenario, if you do have Mike, Devin, and Vesper being like, "This is great," TJ is drawing attention. They probably hook up with TJ then, right? And they probably play this yeah. to their advantage. Kendall is smart; she's strategic. I'm wondering if maybe it's one of those three yellow folks that's the casualty. It's just a matter of which one. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe we just have to roll for it. Okay. How do we want to set up the roll? Is it between everyone or is it between just the three yellow crew? I don't think we're doing a roll. I think we're literally pulling <laughs> someone's name out Ooh. and then we're we're backwards doing All the right. consequence. Here we go. Everybody's in the bowl. And remember, Kendall does have an immunity idol. Does she feel safe or not? Is she playing it or not? I think she feels safe. So she's not going to play it. If her name gets pulled, she's gone, right? That's Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. we got to settle this those is... things before we draw, you know? <laughs> well, 
I, I think she's saying, look, I, I feel safe in my alliance. Mm-hmm. I, I like TJ. He's a good guy. Uh, Mick is awesome. She's not really feels. I don't think she feels like she's a threat. I've got it. Oh, God. I, I'm nervous. What no. happened to Mike? <laughs> no. No, Mike. What? How did oh, Mike God. Well, okay, we've got the three the three sort of outspoken folks, right? So if TJ Right. You know, if TJ's trying to steer the ship and if the yellow crew are like, Who made you the monitor, right? I can see that Kendall's probably like, Whoa, 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 let's everybody slow down for just a second, okay? Like right. you all are experienced, TJ's experienced, he's just looking out, and if the three of you plus me, Mick, and TJ get ourselves together, we can take out one of these outspoken folks. And who's maybe the mm. biggest wild card of the three? I don't know that they're super familiar with any of the three, so they just take a chance and they say, well, maybe it's Mike. Let's go for it. It's not us, you know? Uh, I I can definitely see that scenario (laughs) happening. But that does create an interesting dynamic where you have a threesome, a pair, and TJ, who sort of all tentatively work together as a block, as a six-sum. And now you have Devin and Vesper who are like, oh, shoot. Like, we tried something. It didn't work. It didn't work. We got to figure this out moving forward. So that's sort of our yeah. dynamic now, which is good. Now we have a sense of how things might play out. Uh, and I'm, I know the reactions in the chat. There's WTF. <laughs> that's how this goes. <laughs> What's happening? Look, we're, we're not controlling this. I, I think, <laughs> well, Josh brought up a good point. He says, Mike seems to be like the tribe member who's most likely to have pissed in a fire while someone was cooking with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If like, if, if, if he started to get wind that maybe it was him, maybe he sort of leans into that and starts creating havoc and sort of throwing maybe a little bit of a tantrum. Like you're not letting me play. And then they say, you know yeah. what? Fine. We've, if that's how you want to be, Mike, you're out of here. <laughs> But that is interesting. I, that sets up a really, really interesting dynamic. I'm I'm sorry, Mike. You're gone. <laughs> wow. Sorry. This is this is <laughs> this is nuts. Ooh. Episode. We're moving on to episode three. I am evil strong. Ooh. So this was from the original title. I am Goliath strong. Mm-hmm. So. After returning from Tribal Council, there is a crap ton of drama at the Goods Camp. Well, sure, because basically what happens is you have Devin and Vesper blindsided, and Vesper takes no crap from anybody. So if Vesper feels something, she's telling you about it. She doesn't have a lot of respect for authority, and you have this, this group of six basically saying here's the decision we're making and we're not filling you in. Plus you've got TJ who's sort of taking a leadership role. You've got this group of three who are sort of gravitating towards one another. I imagine Vesper is giving them a piece of her mind. Oh, I think Vesper for sure is going after Kendall. She's like, look, (laughs) I don't know who the heck you are, but, but this, this ends like now. She's very protective of the people that she's close to. And she was close to Mike and Devin. So at this point, it's a matter of whether or not Vesper can sort of calm that down. Um, She's really only Mm -hmm. relying on Devin. If Devin can convince her to like, bring it back to the game, let's figure this out together. If he can sort of rein her in, then I think maybe she stands a chance. But as it stands, she's putting a big, huge spotlight on herself. But let's be real here. Devin is a hot. (laughs) 
<laughs> Especially from what we've seen in Beast Morphers. So do they even he can stick turn together? on a dime. <laughs> What's up? Do they even stay together at this point? <laughs> we'll see. I, guess, I don't know. Right? We'll have to. We'll have to see what's go, what's going on. So, <laughs> I think back at the Evils camp, look, they got they they have the fishing kit. They're doing good, I think. Who's fishing? Who on the Evils tribe is their their tribe fisher person? <laughs> oh my god! Um, I need to see this. <laughs> uh, it's definitely uh, not Capri. It's definitely not Imperius. It's definitely not Rob Goat. Um, is it Divatox? Is she has a connection with the water? <laughs> it could be Divatox. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Heckle slash Snide were somebody who took a lot of time alone for themselves and maybe decided that going fishing was a way to get away from the chaos a little bit and sort of center themselves. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely Heckle who's fishing. <laughs> he had he had a good life on Sentai Six, and you know he's. He's on this island, but he's going to make the most of it, even though Snide's like, Rawr. We've got suggestions for Heckle. We've got Cosmo. Zed spearfishing with his Z staff. Oh, I can definitely see that happening, because I think he might get mad at Heckle and, and, and Cosmo for hogging the fishing gear. And he's like, look, you guys aren't catching anything. I'm just going to zap yeah. the entire ocean with my Z staff. <laughs> and like a lot of fish just rise up and and that's how it's done. Yeah, there you go. So, but in all that, that's a minor gripe. Uh, that's a minor squabble. I think the, the evil tribe is feeling great. Oh, for They sure. defeated two rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say they're riding high. <laughs> yeah, and look, they got all the fish that Lord Zed zapped. Mm-hmm. Um so I think there's this there's this mantra that happened in David versus Goliath, where it was very much the Goliaths in the beginning had a similar moment where they're like, "Look, hey, we're go- we're Goliath strong. Yeah, we got. And this. I think we were made for this. I think the evil tribe is definitely feeling that they've taken out two Rangers. That's more than any other <laughs> villains have ever done in the history two of power. Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> true. So I, th- I think they're feeling great. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say so. We'll see if they can continue to ride that high. So now we are going to another reward slash immunity challenge. Yes, lots of doubles here. Lots of doubling up, which makes sense when you have a large cast. You want to give some character time to folks. So, Exactly. In this case, we have mm-hmm. uh, one member of each tribe untangling a rope, um, which, again, a lot of these things should be easy for rangers, but have certainly proven not to be. Um, And then three members of that same tribe or that same team would have to work together to untangle three more ropes. Following that, two members of the tribe attempt to use those ropes to lasso and pull in a platform on which two members build a four-piece pyramid puzzle. So lots of rope stuff ending with a puzzle. (laughs) And look, you think you're you're thinking, wow, four-piece pyramid puzzle, that can't be hard at all. (laughs) I couldn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> it was very hard the way that they cut the shapes uh-huh. even on the real show it took a long time for these people to figure it out be so bad at those puzzles and i know it too i should go out and buy like wooden puzzles to do just to practice but <laughs> i'd be so bad and, yeah i'd be terrible at these puzzles <laughs> 
But here is something bad happens. Uh-oh. There is an injury where during this challenge, someone sprains their MCL, but they will be cleared by medical to continue. So I think that's where we mix everyone in. Oh boy. And and pick someone. But we have to first determine who wins reward and immunity. All right. I'm going to get the bowl ready while you do some rolling. I'm going to do some rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> so logistics for the, for the goods. Here we go. They get a 12. All right. Respectable. A respectable 12. And here is, here is the evil. Roll. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> The evils got 17. <laughs> They're evil strong. They're so good. How are they this good at these challenges? I have so I, many I, I don't know. that could get but, caught on rope. <laughs> maybe they're burning the rope. Yeah, they're just like, just, just absolutely demolishing literally the challenges. <laughs> I, I think... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Steve just said, goat lieth strong. Ah, Hashtag goat lieth strong. You know what? Maybe Rob Goat chewed through the ropes instead of untying them. Is that reasonable? (laughs) Yes. He he is the ultimate goat. (laughs) And goats love to chew stuff. Exactly. All right. So here's what I did for the injury, at least. So we've got our winner of the challenge, but who ends up injured? I didn't want to mix up the tribes so soon. So I pulled one from evil, one from good. I haven't looked at them yet. We're going to flip a coin. We'll say that we'll say that the goods are the the ranger head side of things. And the evil is the not helmet side of things. So uh, whichever one that falls on, I guess, is probably safe. Whoever wins the coin toss doesn't roll their ankle. Whatever. Who knows? Whoever wins is good to go. Otherwise, yeah. So, so, ankle so we'll 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 do the loser. So who wins? The evils win, which means one of the rangers has <laughs> sprained. No. <laughs> what? This is wild because <laughs> Josh in the Are chat said. Power Ranger Survivor is the greatest moment of villainy in franchise history, and he's <laughs> right. It keeps falling in the favor of the villains, and I have the person whose ankle was rolled, or I guess MCL <sighs> was sprained, <laughs> right yes. here in my hand. <laughs> Who is it? It's Devin. <laughs> no! What? <laughs> so not only has Devin lost an ally, um, oh. maybe he was... maybe. In a moment of like, we have to win because I am I'm on the bottom. I've got to give it my all. He goes a little he too tra- hard. He goes a little too fast. He uses a little yes. too much cheetah speed and ends up uh, spraining his MCL. This is horrible. <laughs> this this is bad. Yeah. He's good to keep playing though. Medical has said, yes. then you're good. But uh, y'all are still going to have to vote somebody out. <laughs> yeah. So, gosh, this is... This, this is bad. <laughs> Steve says so much for cheetah speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. So we we've got we got Devin injured. Mm-hmm. So now what's going on at camp? Okay. So I think the first conversation that happens is: Look, Devin wasn't part of the plan the first time around. He's also injured now. So maybe it's just best to go after Devin. The question is. 
is Devin able to get something together to counter that? Or is is there somebody on the island who says, no, I don't want to get rid of Devin so quickly. That's easy. Devin's a number. We could pull Devin in. I think we're we're going with with that option. The second of the two? Yes. I think that look, they're like, look, he's injured. Uh the evils have a goat. I think we can make Devin <laughs> our goat and take him to the end. <laughs> That's a good survivor pun if you watch Survivor. <laughs> So in Survivor, a goat is someone that you keep around as someone that not many people are going yes. to vote for yes. at the you end. You drag them to the end as a sacrificial goat um, so that right. you, get a, you have a better chance of winning. It's the opposite of the greatest of all time, basically. In Survivor, it's flipped. <laughs> and here's the thing. Devin is super passionate. He's like, look, guys, I was cleared by medical. All I have to do... I really want to play this game. Just let me stay here. I think he's really saying, look, I, I I can be great in other ways for this camp. All I got to do is just heal up for a few days and I'll be back in the game. Yeah, as Steve like, says, Reds don't roll over, you know? Reds don't roll over. And I think he... I, I think he's very passionate about this game. And... I can definitely see TJ going, look, I've been there. I, I was your age before as a ranger. I was a red ranger yeah. too. And I think, I, I think he's trying to make peace with that. And he's like, look, you were playing a little hard in the beginning, but, but look, kid, you've got a long way to go, not only in life, but in this game. Yeah. And he's like, I think TJ is really being the mentor here. Yeah, TJ is a guy of integrity. And so if there's somebody who's saying like, I want to be here to defeat the evil tribe, that's going to resonate yeah. with TJ. I think um, really that, that sort of puts a target on Vesper then if everybody else stays together, um, I guess the question is, will they, or won't they? Yeah. So do we, uh, do we make it a, a flip or do it, who who's voting for who, or do we, uh, do we pull another name? Well, I think, okay, so let's see if we can figure this out. If it's really obvious, sure. then we just sort we it just out. Say it. If it's not obvious, we draw. So the three yellow have no reason to break apart from one another. Right. Um, and then everybody who's left would be Devin, who's connected with TJ, who did vote with the three, but wasn't really part of that. And then Kendall right. and Mick. So. And we got Lily. Oh, Lily's yeah. part of the yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I could see a scenario where, you know, if Vesper doesn't chill, if Devin is a is the gamer, right? Um, right. Then he could see this as an opportunity like, great, cool, I've gotten on TJ's side. Vesper's not chilling. Let me jump off that sinking ship um, and basically just <laughs> throw her under the bus. You know, if you're injured yeah. and you're worried that you're going to be the next one out, you got to find somebody else as a target. So. I guess the most obvious would be Vesper, but the question is, does, is she able to worm her way out of it somehow? I, I don't really see a scenario in which she does. And I, I really don't want her gone, <laughs> <You> know, <I laughs> don't. but that's not up to us. <laughs> I've got my Vesper only three feet away. <laughs> 
but exactly. I do think it makes a lot of sense. If she's somebody who can't keep her mouth shut, and she isn't somebody who can keep her mouth shut, and if the person that is most obviously the other option is Devin, Devin's smart. Mm-hmm. He is a gamer. We've said it a bunch of times. He's a super fan. He knows what to do. He knows he's got to throw somebody under the bus. I think he's smart enough to and- do it. I think he's throwing Vesper under the bus. He's like, look, you know, I know I was with Mike and Vesper, but she was really leading that charge. And he's like, I really don't have a connection for her. I think he's pleading with, with TJ. He's like, look, I I know I can do great in the, in the future of this game. And here's what I think it really boils down to. Who's going to play the game harder. I think Devin's going to play harder. I think Vesper is going to, I, I don't think she's going to sit there and be like, all right, let me sort of <laughs> keep myself quieter to stay in the game. Let me appease people. She's not a butt kisser. You know what I mean? So right. she's still fired up. And I think she is because they've had no respite whatsoever. I do think it makes a lot of sense that Devin's managed to pull this one off. So as, as much as I hate to, to say it, I think she's out guys. All right. Sorry, Vesper. <laughs> It's a bummer. <laughs> I, I love you, Vesper. <laughs> All right. And then and then she waves, you will never forget me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she, See, I know my references, she, too. Yeah, she, she gets off the island. She does all of her exit press, and she says, they were threatened by me. They couldn't handle me. They just, they knew they weren't going to stand a chance, so they had to get rid of me. <laughs> they worshipped me. <laughs> but now I think the yellows are maybe getting a little bit too much power in this game. Yeah, they kind of got off scot-free on this one. Um, and I don't think anyone's forgetting about them. But they're, they they seem to have at least played it cool. It does seem like no. Devin appealed mostly to TJ and vice versa. Um, so we'll see if the yellows can sort of stay off the radar. Depends on what happens next. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Vesper, but but you're out. That's right, Steve. Hashtag Vesper forever. Vesper for because she's an android and can download her consciousness into literally anybody that she wants. But <laughs> things are about to get even crazier. Yes. And Doug, you're going to have to put all the names in the bowl. Ooh. All right. Because it's time for episode four. Time to bring about the charm apocalypse. Charm apocalypse. So, when the tribes congregated on day ten. The MCL person, this is Devin, he announced his withdrawal from the game due to their MCL sprain, Mm -hmm. not wanting to risk further damage. So here's... (laughs) I know, this is bad. I totally forgot about this. (laughs) And that's why I didn't say a damn thing. So unfortunately... I think what happened is that Devin thought about it and look, he is the current member of power Rangers beast morphers. He is an active power ranger. And I think he's like, look, 30 days without saving the world and my team. He's like, I need to get help. I need to get serious medical attention for this. His power is speed. He can't compromise not like he can't compromise that he needs to heal that so he can be there for his team full and ready to go with his power. Oh my gosh. And I totally, Eric, and, I totally forgot that this happened in the season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well it does. And 
here's the thing. So in the real David versus Goliath, yes. this was uh, her name was Bi. B. And she, huh? B. B. Like B. B. Sorry. So <laughs> her name her name was B, and she was an MMC fighter. And the MCL, it very much plays into Devin's situation. Yes. She's like, look, I can't risk further damage. Look, Doug, Doug is upset over this. <laughs> I'm so upset about this. Uh, I am too. I wanted Devin to go all the oh, way. That's so funny because when you pulled the name, I was like, man, that really stinks. But, but you were like devastated. And I was like, I mean, it's bad, but like, whatever. He's still Because I knew what was coming. <laughs> Because that essentially means that he's out. He's out. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, Devin walks away from the game. I guess hobbles away from the game. Basically says, look, I need to be there for my team, and I need my speed to do that. We all bring something to the table. I can't not bring that to the table. Right. And here, here is the, the crazy thing, is that in this episode, right after Devin leaves... We're getting a tribe swap. Gosh, I forgot how kooky the beginning of this season is. So we didn't even get four episodes in and good are now mixing with evil. And there's so many people down. <laughs> so, oh, but this, this very much plays into the real season. <laughs> Steve, Steve makes a good point in response to the Devin thing. He's like, the rest of the Rangers are probably like, oh, you know what? You're right. Shoot. You know, like take care of yeah. yourself, take care of your body, take care of your powers. So that does make sense. And, <laughs> and that very much what happens in the show. They're, they're upset, <sighs> but they understand the situation. Yes. So here's why I told Doug to mix all the names together, because we're picking the tribes. Yes. We're going to pick new tribes. They split into three groups. From there, and two. but there is one extra person, mm-hmm. and they are sent to Exile Island. Ooh, so they have to be by themselves for a whole round on another small island in the dark dimension, which is not a good <laughs> <It's> thing. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> this is scary. All right, so should I draw a whole okay. team at a time, or should I just like alternate teams? What do you think? How is it split? Isn't it like five, 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 and then one? Yeah, that should make sense. In that case, let me do alternating because then we can guarantee that we'll okay. have an even number. So I'll just so uh, so I'll alternate and then I'll read each team. Okay. okay. So here's the thing: we have three teams in David versus Goliath, the actual season. They had names, but Jeff didn't remember any of those <laughs> names, so he just called them colors. There's too many tribes at this so, point. <laughs> Huh? Too many tribe names at this point to actually use tribe names. Too too many tribe names. So um, we're actually doing the three primary ranger colors. Team red, team yellow, and team blue. Yes. And that's who we are picking. That emissary life, you know? <laughs> oh my god, the chat is saying hashtag goat exile. Okay, where is Devin? I didn't get rid of Devin. Devin, where you at, dude? We gotta get you out of here. You left. He's gone. He's gone. Devin, Devin. Oh, he's still in the bowl, apparently. Okay. There's Devin. Okay. So let's start with the person who ends up on Exile Island, I guess, because that's the easiest one. Yes. Okay. So the person left out of the swap, the person who did not end up on a tribe and will be spending an entire uh, round by themselves, is Scorpina. Okay. 
That makes sense. She does her um, own thing plenty, you know? So What's like up? I said she does her own thing plenty, so I think she'll be okay. Yeah, she she's very much like a strong loner type character. She's been in worse situations than the Dark Dimension. Hell, she was probably raised in the Dark Dimension. <laughs> yeah, I could see it, right? <laughs> she would feel at home. All right. So now let's pick for Team Red. All right. Team Red is going to be just this first team that I read from. So everybody's already been drawn. First person on Team Red is Camille. All right. So let me let me do the copy and paste here. We've got Camille as part of the Red team. We've also Who's got next? Tanaya. Tanaya Seven is part of the red team. Next person on the red team is Kendall. And she takes her immunity necklace with her. Of course, of course. We've got Tanya. Not to be confused with Tanaya. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is another like this is a Cassie Casey situation. <laughs> it is. Great. <laughs> I feel like we've done that almost every season where we don't realize that we've cast two people with almost the same name. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> just, I'm just glad we didn't do like Mike Corbett and Mike No Last Name from Samurai on the same season. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> all right. And then finally, rounding out a team of all women is Lily. Oh, so we got some, uh, some lady power on the red team. Yes, so the red team is all... Ladies. Ladies. Okay, so that's the red team. Who are we doing next? The yellow team. All right, yellow is going to kick off with a yellow. Oh. In Gia. What better yes. uh, synergy yes. than that? <laughs> next, we've got Imperius alongside Gia. Ooh, that's, that's going to be weird. We've got Mick on the yellow team. Okay. All right. Excellent. He's worked with Gia, at least sort of peripherally, if not, you know, part of the same alliance. Yes. We've got TJ. So we've kind of got three Rangers who voted together more than once. I like that. And we've got Heckle and Snide. So that's a a tribe that's sort of a, a mix of folks, but three Rangers who've all worked together. So I think we probably unless something weird happens, can sort of expect Heckle and Snide to be in some danger. I'm guessing they're sort of sweating when they see how their tribe breakdown has gone. So that leaves us with the blue team. And as process of elimination, we've got Lord Zed. We've got Capri. We've got Cosmo Royale. Diva talks with her immunity. And Rob Goat. Robo Goat. Evil tribe members. All so evil. All played together already, and they've never had to vote against one another. So they're still just sort of... Evil strong. Yeah, they're evil strong. That's interesting, because the other two tribes um, basically have... Well, what's weird about it is they're mixed, but both of the other two tribes have ranger advantages, despite the rangers being down in numbers overall so one of the tribes is all villains which opens up mathematically for the rangers to have an advantage across the cast no that's a really good point and at this point uh scorpina is sent to exile island uh she uh will come back and will explain how that happens um but on exile island she finds a new idol advantage it's not an idol 
It's an advantage. It sure is. <laughs> we should pause for just a moment because I, I haven't asked you about what you thought of this. The sure. advantage that Scorpina is going to find is called an idle nullifier. And basically what yes. that does is if you play that on somebody that you believe will play an idol at tribal council and that person does play their idol, it cancels their idol out. So basically if I find the idol nullifier and I think that Eric has an idol and I'm like, Eric's definitely going to play that. Oh, no. I'm going to cancel it out. Then it erases Eric's idol. So I'm curious, Eric, when this popped up, because it's sort of convoluted, but like if sorry for everyone who like doesn't know Survivor, because that's probably obnoxious. But yeah. what did you think of that being introduced into the game? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so t- Teresa and I were watching this and when um shoot, I forgot his name. Dan. Carl. Carl? Oh Carl, that's right. <laughs> Carl. That's right. So when I got it. So flipped. when Carl So when Carl found the idol nullifier, I think I was in shock. I was like, because I've never seen this before in the game. Yeah, as far as we've ever seen for 36 seasons, an idol is an idol. You can't touch it. It is immunity. Yeah, and the thing about, um, you know, the, the idol nullifier is... This in in the actual David versus Goliath season, this is literally a game changer. Yes. Oh, for sure. And it it works out spectacularly <laughs> in the show. It does. It's one of those things that like the payoff was good, but I yeah. I'm so conflicted on it as an actual item. I was like rooting for the outcome that happened, but uh, I don't know if I want to see it again. We'll see. We'll see. And <laughs> and and we're not saying that this has to happen in power rangers survivor yeah we'll see it 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 won't play out who knows maybe it'll play out exactly the same um so uh i will put on here that she has the uh, idol nullifier and remember that everyone on uh on the team blue who's all villains they already know that diva talks has immunity do you think that heckle slash snide and imperious and Camille and Tanaya are sharing that with their respective tribes. Does well, everybody the, on the, the season th- now know that Divatox has an idol? <laughs> I think for sure Tanaya Seven and Camille are because they are uh, a minority uh, because they have three goods. Right, right. It's it's two to three there. I think. I think Imperius and Heckle are actually teaming up. I think they have similar personalities. They're both magic users. Mm. And uh, I think... (laughs) They're both fancy boys. And I also think that Snide knows that Imperius has a very dark, conniving side. And he's like, ooh, I I actually like this one. Yeah, I can work with this. And so I think they are absolutely going to tell everyone on the yellow. <laughs> All right. So everybody knows. <laughs> I think everyone knows. Hashtag fancy that's boys. Fair enough. That's that's <laughs> hashtag fancy boys. That's, that's my Alliance right there. Hashtag fancy boys. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, I think we've laid out all that we've laid out. So we're going to another 
uh, reward slash immunity challenge. Yes. And when there are three tribes in an immunity challenge like this, almost yes. every time um, the first two to complete the challenge are safe. So it will only be the losing tribe that, that gets rid of somebody. And whenever there's a reward, like the first team gets the greater reward and the second team gets like a lesser <laughs> yeah. it'll be version like, of that. It'll be reward. like first prize, you get an entire table full of baked goods and coffee and milk <laughs> and blankets and pillows. And it'll be like second place, you get a chocolate chip cookie to share amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something ridiculous like that. Yeah. <laughs> So in this reward and immunity challenge, one member from each tribe. Um, this is such a fun challenge. <laughs> it, it was nuts. So there's there's one member on each tribe that is sitting on a wheelbarrow contraption. Mm-hmm. They are directing two blindfolded members of their team uh, to push them through a series of Survivor obstacles. Survivor loves blindfolds a lot. Blind side. Blind sides, too. <laughs> so the first set of obstacles are speed bumps. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to navigate. Yeah. Then a maze. <laughs> they have to navigate a, not a maze blindfolded. So this really relies on the person that's on the wheelbarrow yeah. to really get their act together. Communicate very well. Yes. And then the final thing that they have to push this wheelbarrow on, and it's it's one wheel. Yeah. They're literally holding up one yeah. wheel. Uh, it's a balance beam <laughs> that's barely wide enough for the wheel itself. It's perfect. <laughs> so then at the end of the beam, it gets better. At the end of the beam, uh, the collar or the, the shot collar on the wheelbarrow, they need to retrieve a ball. Mm-hmm. But that ball is like raised up and tied. So they have to say, look, stop right here and hold it in position while I get this ball. Yes. And then um, the other two blindfolded members. So the one, not the wheelbarrow ones, there's two more. um, There's two more that are blindfolded. They have to navigate this table maze. So they have a handle on each of these table mazes and the wheelbarrow person has to direct them through like lift your side up and the ball will go. It's nuts. You've got five people on a tribe. You designate one person to be your caller essentially. And that person has to, you know, tell everybody what to do, whether it's the wheelbarrow or the maze. (laughs) So each tribe has to decide like who's our best communicator um, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun given our combination of folks. I think the villains tribe, or I, I just called them the villains tribe, but that's only because they're all evil. Um, the tribe that has all the folks from the original evil tribe, I mean, there's not probably a whole lot of tension there. Um, right. I imagine that either Zed is putting himself forward or Cosmo <laughs> being a television host is somebody who's like, I've got this, guys. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I think I think Cosmo makes the most sense. He's like he he's he has a very um, clear voice, yeah. and I think uh, he's an announcer by trade. Yes. So and he doesn't have much of a temper. So I think you know, given some of the folks yeah. that we have on here, Zed, Divatox, Capri, you know, Cosmo's not going to lose his cool. So that one makes a lot of sense to me. 
What's curious to me is the tribes that have a split between rangers and uh, villains. Like, I wonder how they decide who ends up being their, their callers or communicators. Um, do we just pick? Yeah, we could just we could just pick. I don't know that it's super, you know, no, super it's... important. Um, well, I think I think a good communicator on the red team um, would be Tanya. Yes, actually, I think that's perfect. I, I think that's a, a astonishingly good choice. <laughs> I don't know why I I, didn't I, see I, <laughs> I think it's because she's very team oriented. I think she's going to be like essentially the tribe mom yeah. for this tribe. Yeah. And and I think she has very good communication skills. Yeah. So I would want to see Tanya as the person giving the shots. I agree. I think um, the yellow tribe probably falls onto either TJ or Mick, basically because TJ's used to leading and Mick is used to mentoring. Right. And actually, I could see it because I think TJ is physically stronger than Mick. I think he'd be one of the ones that um, is the wheelbarrow and Mick can like shape shift and maybe make himself smaller. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's perfect. Yeah. You would want TJ to be somebody actually lifting the wheelbarrow, not sitting on the wheelbarrow. You certainly exactly. would want imperious or God forbid snide sitting on the wheelbarrow. That would be, they're huge. That'd be rough. Um, yeah, they're, they're huge. <laughs> Cosmo's not too so, big either. So I guess we didn't think of that, but it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, I, I, Cosmo's not a big right, monster. He's a guy. Plus, if you've got Lord Zed being one of the ones to push the cart, I mean, come oh, on. Oh, yeah, put Zed and Rob on the on the wheelbarrow. Zed and Rob. They're good. They're good. Uh, wait. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm so excited. I, I was going to say something about a, a rolling goat, but I don't. Rollo goat? <laughs> Rollo goat. Ro- Rollo goat. <laughs> All right, well, let's figure out who's winning this one um, because it could go any number of ways. We've got a lot of good communicators, um, and I think we've we've got it pretty figured out. So let's do this. Here we go. So red. <laughs> Steve says maybe Mick is the wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> he very well could be. Red gets a thirteen. Okay. All right. Very very respectable. I've got them laid out. I'm trying to who's who. Yellow gets a 17. Ooh, okay. Blue. Blue gets a 16. They were right on the heels. <laughs> well, this is pretty wild because that means you said yellow wins, right? Yellow wins and the second winner is blue. Okay. All right. So that's really surprising first off because I would have expected Tanya to nail this. She's somebody who brings teams together sort of on an emotional level but i guess maybe this was what if right for them what if camille what if camille and tanaya seven are just sabotaging this right exactly like how do you bring together a team that doesn't really have anything to sort of bring together i don't know it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up at camp if they did end up throwing that but what's interesting to me is that you've got the yellow tribe, I guess Gia, TJ, and Mick have all worked together. They trust each other enough because they voted with one another. And Heckle and Imperius right. are a good pair on there because both of them, I think, are strategic enough that they could just say, like, you know what? Let's just work with them for now. You know, we are not so proud that we couldn't right. sort of do this for the time being and then strike when it is necessary. 
And I think that makes sense because Imperius, uh, he knows how to play sides. Uh, He's he's someone that is very cunning and, and conniving. And he will play and... I think is a very smooth talker. Yes. I, I think he's, he's very much not so much of an ego that he's going to put himself into danger. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think those two are going to be self preservatory. If that's a word. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and they'll do what it takes. So, so we didn't say what the reward is. Ooh, um, what do they get? So they get, the first tribe uh, gets a reward of pastries and coffee. Just oh, pastries <laughs> and milk and coffee. Huh? I called it. They got. Pa- I didn't even look at that. I just was like, it's probably pastries and coffee and milk. And it is. <laughs> and then the blue team gets, I think. A cookie. I have no a idea. A cookie. <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly what they got in the actual yeah. show, but it was very much a, a lesser version of that. I think it was like one pot of coffee yeah. and a pastry. It usually ends up that being like split. the winning team gets a coffee set so they can continue to make coffee. Yes. And then the, the second team gets like a, a carafe of iced coffee. It's very buttery. These are some buttery very pastries. Very buttery pasties. Pa- pastries. Oh my pasties? gosh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So here's here's another interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, we've got Red going to tribal council right now. Um, the interesting thing is that even though Yellow is safe, they are they are completely safe. And Idol is found on the Yellow team. Yes, it is. So let's get that set up. Um, Typically, what you'll see is you'll see that there's an idol per tribe. And so we saw the two that showed up on the original two tribes. And then when you get a third tribe, obviously, it's a new beach, which means a new idol. So that means yellow probably ended up with the new beach. So let's figure out who it was. It would be very interesting if Heckle or Imperius got this. Uh, It would certainly be um, sort of an, an advantage... Uh, for them, but we'll find out. And indeed, it was Heckle slash Snide who ends up finding an idol on the yellow team. Oh! So, Heckle and Imper- Heckle slash Snide, <laughs> it's really a mouthful, and Imperius yeah. um, have a nice little advantage in their pocket. I have to imagine that Heckle is going to tell Imperius, given their situation, um, yeah. because if they want any sort of chance at surviving in this five-person tribe they need to work together yeah i think that's definitely happening so uh but this this is cool now every team right now someone has an immunity I love when that happens so much better love than them all being on the same tribe which i actually think might have happened in season three i think in ours yeah. like all the idols ended up in one place <laughs> <laughs> which is chaotic and well, kind of fun, but I love when it's spread out. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So now tribal council, we've got red on the outs. We've got Camille, Tanaya, Kendall, Tanya, and Lily. Yes. So I think, 
I think because they're still a part of that yellow alliance and the fact that they're Rangers, I think it's easy to say that Kendall, Tanya, and Lily are teaming yes, up. Yes, Kendall's voted with them in the past as well. So it's not like they were on yes. opposing sides. I don't think Kendall is necessarily like super in with them, but she's in enough and she's smart enough to know that like that's what's going to make sense to her. I don't think she's going to be the one to sort of say, okay, we've got Lily and Tanya on one side, Camille and Tanaya on the other. I'm going to go with right. the villains. Doesn't seem like Kendall to me. Yeah, I I don't think anyone is switching, but then who are they voting for? I don't know if it's obvious uh, because they haven't played with either of them before. Um, Lily would have familiarity with Camille, so she would know enough about Camille to to tell the others whether or not to keep her around. Tanaya is sort of the one that no one knows anything about here. Maybe that's why Red lost. Camille was so upset, and maybe Lily too. Maybe they were <laughs> they just, just going at it. Get on the same page. They they couldn't do it. So because they knew each other, yeah. it wasn't working well. Well, and I, you know, typically on a Survivor season, you would say like any connection's a good connection. But in this case, if they've lost a challenge because they couldn't sync up, I have to imagine right. that the right move is to get rid of the Discord. Um, to get rid of whatever's causing the rift, in which case I think Camille is probably the best choice for this tribe to get rid of. And Tanaya has a survival instinct. I mean, if she's picking up on the fact that it's her versus Camille, I have to imagine that Tanaya is not above saying, all right, Rangers, I know it's either me or Camille. Here's why you should keep me. Here's what I can do for you. Screw Camille. That, That tracks with her personality. Oh, for sure. And I, I, I think Camille just has really has no chance right now. I think she is donezo. Do we need it? Do we All even right. need to roll? I don't think so. I no, I don't think we need to roll. I think that's uh that's pretty clear. But here She gone. So, but here's the thing. You're replacing one villain with another because the person on Exile Island comes into this tribe and that is Scorpina. So Scorpina will replace Camille. That tribe still and she... stays all ladies and the breakdown is still three Rangers to two villains. But I do this think is wild. voted with the Rangers. Uh, what makes you say because that? Because I think Tanaya knows that it was her versus Camille and she's not going to, mm. she's not going to say, Oh, I know that it's either me or Camille. I'm going to vote with Camille. She wants to be on the right side of the numbers, even if it means she's voting with Rangers. Right. It's that survival instinct, right. I think. So she has at least a little bit to say like, look, I get it. I'm a villain. You guys are Rangers. I did vote with you though. We don't even know who this Scorpina chick is. Right. So I think that's, she did it for some leverage. I don't know if it's going to pay off. Okay. If it's you versus All somebody right. else and it's clear, vote against that somebody else, especially in a five person tribe. <laughs> Yeah, these these are these are so small of um Ooh. of tribes yeah, and it it tough. gets crazy. Real tough. Oh shoot, I didn't even transition to the tribal council. <laughs> We're just so into Oh well. It. <laughs> We're so into the transitions. Um so yeah, Camille's out. We move on to episode 5, Jackets and Eggs. Oh. Jackets and Eggs is one of the greatest episodes of Survivor of all time. (laughs) (laughs) 
It it, it really oh is. Gosh. So here's what happens. <laughs> An, another cyclone just rocks all the camps. The castaways are actually evacuated to a safe location, putting the game on hold. For only the second time ever in history. Ever in history. The first time in Power Rangers Survivor history. Yes, indeed. After the storm subsides, all three camps are completely demolished. So whatever work they did to build a shelter, it's gone. Sucks. And I wanted to ask you, Doug, Mm -hmm. because the show really never made it clear. It just made it seem like, oh, a day later we're back. How long were they? did they actually put the game on hold? So in the two times they've done this, I'm pretty certain they only put it on hold overnight. So it's never much longer than, I would say, maybe 12 hours max. Um, okay. This time around, I don't know. I didn't like dig in too deep. But the first time it happened, they were really open about what happened. They basically said, you know, they took us into yeah. two separate rooms. They put us with our tribe. There was nothing in the room. We were not allowed to talk. They basically pause everything. And you just sit there. <laughs> um, and I think it's, 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 you know, basically enough to ride out the storm. Um, uh, I, I'm watching long. the Chad and people know about the jacket ah, thing. It's so good. It's so good. It, and I appreciate so every one of you in the chat who knew exactly what we were talking about by title alone. <laughs> by, by title. That's, that's amazing. Oh, so good. So good. It's one of the greatest Survivor but, moments of all time. And it happened in the 37th season. So this show is still going. Still got it. I, I'm telling you, this this episode <laughs> was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. <sighs> so we're actually going to go into our reward challenge. So this is not immunity. Yeah. This is just reward. They actually split up this time. Yes. They actually split it up. Because there's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. So... Two tribe members from each tribe will use poles to knock out sandbags from an overhanging net. Once they have all of their sandbags, they will untie a slingshot used to get the sandbags into two baskets, which will raise a flag. The first tribe to win, the first tribe to finish wins chickens. Live chickens. They're living. And the second tribe to finish wins a dozen eggs. See, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're rolling for uh, for yeah, let's do this. Jackets and eggs. Jackets and eggs. <laughs> so for the red team, a fourteen. All right, respectable once again. For yellow, a seventeen. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Four blue, a three. Oh, wow. Wow. What happened, villain team? Wow. Uh, I have no idea. So wait. <laughs> Maybe the slingshots really got to them, you know? <laughs> so, Ray, it's yellow, red, blue gets nothing. Yes, yes. So, yellow has earned some chickens, <laughs> which is exciting. Um, chickens are such a funny thing on Survivor because the, they're supposed to be egg-laying chickens. And so there always right. ends up being this debate of like, do we keep the chickens because they might lay some eggs? Or do we just eat the chickens because we literally have chickens <laughs> that we can roast over a fire? And you'd think it would be obvious, but it's never obvious. <laughs> no, and sometimes these people get so crazy 
that um, there are people who go to drastic who just chop that chicken to uh, to protect the chickens. <laughs> yeah. So yellow. So yellow gets the chickens. That's Gia, Imperius, Mick, TJ, Heckle, Snide. Yes. I don't think there's anyone on that team gunning to kill some chickens. Yeah. I think they're all pretty level-headed for some good eggs. I, have, I I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Heckle's probably a vegetarian. I feel like Gia's not trying to kill any chickens. Yeah, and uh, Steve in chat puts out a very good uh, theory as to why the blue team lost. Uh, <laughs> Rob Goat, he's throwing those bags instead of slingshotting them. And Zed is complaining that he's doing it wrong. He's an imbecile. And then... Um, and then he also threw them <laughs> instead of slingshotting. I buy it. Sounds good to me. I could see it happening. It's all playing out. <laughs> and yeah, so I think it, it just, you know, they were going evil strong for so long. And even though this isn't like big stakes immunity yeah. challenge, um, you know, I, I think they're the heat of the day just got to them. And well, there's. And there's always pros and cons with staying with the yeah. same group. The pro is obviously that you know each other really, really well. The con is that you've never had a chance to to really cut the fat as you might see it. You know what I mean? So if there's somebody right. you're really not vibing with, you've never had the chance to get rid of them. Plus, you never really know who you can trust and not trust because you've never proven it at tribal council. So if there's any tension festering in that group, it's really, really starting to bubble to the surface. Now, one of the great things that happens in this episode of uh, David versus Goliath, uh, there's an unlikely alliance that is formed <laughs> called the Bro Chachos. The Bro Chachos. But who's teaming up? Uh, well, so Wait, the Bro because are on the on the actual season, it's two Goliaths and one David. And the Goliaths are basically the people who seem like they would have the advantage at first glance. And the Davids are the people who would seem to be the underdogs at first glance. In our case, the villains are sort of the Goliath analog because they look stronger. They look meaner. Right. They look, you know, um, more capable at, at just crushing their opponents. And our Rangers are sort of the, the Davids because they overcome adversity and stuff. So I'm guessing that it's got to be a scenario where two evil team up with a mm. ranger, which leaves us with either the yellow tribe, which is the all women, right. or I mean the, the red tribe, which is all women or the yellow tribe, which is the one with heckle and imperious. Can we make this like cis chachos? Cis chachos. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do cis chachos. Yeah, that works. So it's gotta be on the red tribe. It means that Scorp Does that mean that Scorpina and Tanaya have, have, teamed up with a ranger or are we going to flip it and say that the rangers have brought in one of the villains no i think i think one of one of the rangers is teaming up with uh, with uh scorpina and tanaya seven i think there's only one person that could be then because we've got two yellows you know what i mean who are sort of locked have been locked in this whole time and then we've got kendall kendall sort of a nerdy kind of character, yes. sort of an, an analog to the actual bro chachos scenario where the, Oh my God, this works yeah, out. Exactly. In the real season, the third bro chacho, the one that's not a Goliath is sort of this is Christian nerdy physics guy. Um, 
So Kendall makes perfect sense. I also could see a scenario where, you know, Kendall sees like, okay, it's it's good to work with the Rangers for a while, but at a certain point, I can't sit next to these two because they're tight, you know? Um, they're never going to pick me over each other. So maybe I can pull something together with Tanaya and Scorpina. Tanaya was willing to work with us, so I'm seeing her in a different light. I've never burned Scorpina. Scorpina's never burned me. Maybe we'll see mm. what happens. Let's put it in our back pocket. Don't know if she's going to use it or not, but she's sort of making the connection. Now, what if what if this is a scenario where Tanaya Seven and this was brought up by uh, Hit Monkey in our chat? What if what if she is open to teaming with Kendall because she starts to remember that maybe she was good at one point? I think that's fair. I also think that this is corny, but Kendall is is smart and probably good with machines <laughs> i could envision a scenario where tanaya kind of needs to lean on kendall a little bit it's yep. very sandy out there as as anakin skywalker would say it gets everywhere so um yes. you never know what what uh what connections might be built over that i love it this is the cis chachos <laughs> Uh, we got Kendall, and look, I think Kendall is coming at this to Scorpina and Tanaya Seven. She's saying, "Look, guys, or look, s- sisters, <laughs> I've I've got the immunity idol." Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's got a bargaining chip. I I do think this is probably a scenario where Kendall's laying out all of her options. I don't think she's writing off Tanya and Lily, but why not have two deals if you can if you can keep it a secret, you know? And if you have the protection and, and- to back yourself up. And here's the thing. Kendall is in a really good spot because she can side either way. Yeah. She can still have that Ranger Alliance, but she also might be thrown that it's too yellow yeah. as part of that yellow alliance exactly. from before. They'll always be tighter with each other than they are with me. Yes. So, all right. I'm, I'm buying it. I like the idea of Kendall sort of laying out all of her options. Um, and it's definitely a Kendall we haven't seen before, but could be. Could see. Why not? You know, it's not like she's working with the most evil. She's working with a bit more ambiguous figures. <laughs> and Kendall, she's, uh, as pointed out by Josh Moore in chat, she's building literal <laughs> connections inside Tanaya seven. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think we've got a cis chacho alliance <laughs> cis going on. <laughs> There's gotta be a word for that, but I'm sticking with cis chachos. <laughs> I, I hey bro chacho sis chacho <laughs> let's do All it right. so um actually that that will make uh okay so we are going to go into the immunity challenge yes yes here we go we and in this go I'll ahead tell you i'm trying to figure out where we even are <laughs> okay we're on we're still on episode five jackets Perf. and eggs uh, so, oh, oh, we forgot this. We forgot before the immunity challenge. Sorry, everyone. An idol clue oh is gosh, found. So many idols. <laughs> but this is, but this a is clue. a clue. So the idol is going to actually be hidden at the next challenge. In the case of David versus Goliath, it's actually nested under, um, one of, one of the like stakes that's holding something Mm up. Yeah. And it's where if you're bold enough, 
you can actually, while everyone's got their attention ahead of them, you can kind of sneak your way towards the back and grab it. Yeah. So I, I am, I guess what's the best way to figure out who gets this done? Well, we got to figure out which, uh, which team actually has it because in the episode, it was Dan that found it. Hmm. So what's the analogous team? I guess, Ooh, do we even, do we even know what team won? Did Dan win? (laughs) Well, Dan's a bro Chacho. So let's go with that. Right. So it's one of the, so this is Chacho. So one of the cis chanchos finds it. Um, can we pick from them? Yeah. Do you want me to just throw them in the bowl and draw one out? Yeah. This means throw that, Scorpina. It means Kendall Tanias. could end up with a, an idol and a clue. <laughs> to another exactly. idol. Exactly. And what's funny is, you know, someone pointed out in the chat, um, Scorpina has the nullifier. So Kendall yes. and Scorpina probably don't know this about each other. Um, but Kendall has an idol that Scorpina probably doesn't know about and Scorp well, well, no, if she- Kendall used it as a bargaining chip. They Here's do know the about thing. it, which means Scorpina would know exactly who to use her nullifier on. Ooh. And this try and is good. Scorpina, <laughs> Scorpina is keeping that all oh, to yeah. herself because villains be villains. Oh, yeah. well, what, what, what would it benefit her to tell anyone? You know, exactly. Right. She's got the nullifier. Oh, this is drama. This is happening. So Kendall finds a clue. (laughs) Well, here we go because we are now into the immunity challenge. Wait, tribes will have what in the actual season. You said Dan found the clue, right? In the actual season, Dan ends up with two idols. (laughs) This is working out. This is weird. We're not, we're not controlling this. This is strange. Yeah. So in this immunity challenge, Tribes will have to race over an obstacle. They will then need to raise a ladder where one person will take a rope, which the remaining members will use to close a bridge. Once everyone is across the bridge and down a fireman's pole, one person will need to untie a bag containing a ball. They will then use the ball and attempt to navigate it through a vertical snake maze to get the ball into the slot. The first two tribes to complete the maze win immunity yes i love those snake mazes the vertical mazes are so cool and for anyone at home um they're basically pulling on two ropes to control how this vertical maze moves and it's just think of it as a long snake so a very narrow path that they have to navigate a ball around to the very top it's cool i want one in my apartment <laughs> just to play around with <laughs> okay <laughs> And and we know how good Rob Goat is with ropes, Indeed. as as uh, told by Josh Moore <laughs> in the chat. So uh, let's roll to find out who gets immunity. So the first two tribes they get immunity. Yes. So four four red. It's a nine. They're always like just in the middle there. For yellow. Yellow is seventeen. My gosh. <laughs> and blue. Blue is 14. Red is out. So it shakes out the exact same way as last time, right? Yes. Oh, boy. But here's here's the rub. Because the idol is found. Kendall finds the idol while everyone's paying attention. She is... Uh, 
going back to where they got the ball for the maze, and she reaches under there and gets the next idol. So Kendall has two idols. She has two immunity and on idols. That same tribe. Scorpina has As an, an idol nullifier. Exactly. Which basically means like Kendall had the advantage, and then Scorpina had the advantage, and then Kendall gained the advantage again. Because <laughs> you can only nullify one idol at a time. That's true. So this this is crazy. Red is going to tribal council. So are the cis chachos staying together for now? Well, okay. So I think that in a tribe of five, the first question is, does Kendall play an idol? She has two of them. Um, does she feel safe? Is she, she's been de- like wheeling and dealing. And so she, mm. she's sort of emboldened by the fact that she has protection. I think if she plays an idol, she probably also goes with the Sischachos. You know what I mean? Because then if it backfires, she's safe no matter what. And then Scorpina sitting back like, yeah, play your idol. Play it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So. Yep. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, boy. So. Yeah. So we're going with Kendall playing an idol. Scorpina knowing that she's going to play an idol. And Scorp- but she doesn't know that there's a second idol. Right. And Kendall's keeping that one to herself. Right. But but if her idol is nullified, she's definitely going to play the second idol, which means if all of this plays out, oh. it, it all gets it all gets washed, but Kendall's probably probably safe no matter what if she you know, if she plays her idol in the first place. But the aftermath of that is what's weird, right? So if we assume that all that's mm. going to happen because Kendall's nervous, she's been wheeling and dealing, she's taking a chance, wants to, like, kind of save her butt. Who ends up even being right. sort of the collateral damage? So if, if Kendall's going with Tanaya and Scorpina, I guess, oh, man, this is weird. It's, Why would Scorpina nullify her idol if she's voting with them anyway? I guess just to, to get it out of the way? Oh, no, no, no. Because Scorpina is saying... She's double crossing and going to Tanya or Tanya and Lily. See, that's I knew that would be a problem. <laughs> the moment it happened. I just did it. So Scorpina knows this is Scorpina's game right okay. now. So hear me yeah. out. Scorpina knows that Kendall has an immunity, but Scorpina has the nullifier, which no one knows yeah. about. She's going, I think Scorpina is going over to Tanya and Lily on the side and saying, look, I'm also kind of yellow because most of my armor is gold. <laughs> okay. And she's saying, look, I know Kendall has an immunity idol. And here's the thing. She went into a Sischacho alliance with us. So she turned on you two Rangers and partnered up with two villains. But Scorpina would then have to, yeah, she'd have to be like, but actually, it's the three of us. So I want you to know that Kendall came to me with a deal, but I don't want to work with her. I want to work with you two. So let's vote yes. out. Let's make. Ooh, yep. Wait, 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 wait. Let's make Kendall think we're voting for her so that she has to play an idol. Let's actually put our votes on Tanaya. Flush an idol. Get rid- it depends on whether or not Scorpina actually wants to work with the yellows 
or not? Does she actually want to work with the yellows or does she not want to work with the yellows? I think if she's playing a nullifier, she would have to. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's Because she's trying to get Kendall out. She's playing against... She's trying to do a blindside, essentially. And she doesn't know about the second idol, so she's just going to go for this. So basically yes. what happens is she's getting Tanya and Lily to vote against Kendall because Kendall came to her with a deal. She's expecting Kendall to play an idol. Kendall's going to play it. Tanya, or Scorpina is going to nullify it. But, but then Kendall's Kendall like, vote? uh-uh-uh. Right? So it all what matters is who does Tanaya vote for and who does Kendall vote for because any votes for Kendall won't count. So what is what is Kendall and Tanaya and Scorpina which so the, they so they think they're in an alliance so who are they saying they're voting so out? So Scorpina, who would Scorpina tell Kendall and Tanaya or who would that Sischacho group decide to target between Tanya and Lily? Regardless of regardless of the final outcome, because Scorpina thinks that it doesn't matter, right? So Scorpina's like, those two need to believe that we're voting out one of the two yellows. But really, we're going to vote out Kendall, not knowing that Kendall is still going to get her way. So it's like a back and forth, right? Well, I think, I think we go for the weakest link here. And Josh pointed out something. What if uh, Kendall and Tanaya are voting for Lily? Lily hasn't been, she hasn't been super engaging in the play of the game. Maybe she was the weak link. She just couldn't do the snake puzzle. Yeah. Her animal spirit wasn't aligned. (laughs) Yeah. If they're, if they're weighing out what Tanya has contributed to the challenges in the tribe and Lily's continuing to the challenges in the tribe, they keep losing, right? They've lost two in a row. So even if right. they're, even if they are choosing between two people, they don't want to work with, they still have to choose the more capable of the two as they've seen it thus far in challenges. So here's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Kendall. Oh, and remember, uh, they voted out Camille because of the Lily and Camille argument. So there's already some perceived discord that could potentially yes. continue. So at the beginning of this round, Kendall went to Scorpina and Tanaya and said, look, those two, I can't work with them. They'll always be closer to each other. Let's the three of us get together. You want to work with me because mm-hmm. I've got an idol. Scorpina says, that's great. Let's do that. You've got an idol. But secretly is like, whatever, I've got a nullifier. Let's get her out of here if she's so powerful, right? If she's found an idol, Mm -hmm. she's good at this. She knows what she's doing. So Scorpina goes to Tanya and Lily and says, listen to what Kendall said. Kendall tried to get me and Tanaya together. Mm -hmm. The three of us agreed that we were going to vote out you, Lily, but really the three of us are going to vote out Kendall. Um, And then at the tribal council... Scorpina, Lily, and Tanya are going to vote for Kendall. Kendall's going to play her idol. Scorpina's going to play her nullifier. And Kendall's going to play her second idol, which means that Kendall and Tanya's votes for Lily will count and be enough to get Lily oh. gone with only two of the five votes. Was Let's that do it. followable? <laughs> no, it. I think it is fo- followable. Okay. So- it tracks, I think. I think it all makes sense. <laughs> And that means everyone's advantages are gone. They're out of here. And so is Lily. 
Lily is the casualty, but here's the thing. So Kendall played her second idol to stay in the yes. game, but now she knows she can't trust Scorpina. Right. Beca- because of the blind side means, that she tried to pull but, off. But that means that Kendall has double-crossed Tanya and Scorpina's double-crossed Kendall, which means that... And that means she's alone. And Scorpina's double-crossed Kendall as well. Or Antonia as well, which means none of these four people trust each other. None of them worked together the way that they said they would. Wow. Except for Tanaya and Kendall. Those are the only two who voted together the way that they said they would. <laughs> wow. My God. I think that that tracks. I'm I'm good with it. That's wild. And you know what? It's a good way to honor the actual episode. <laughs> It is. It is. Sorry, Lily. Everyone is a backstabber. <laughs> this is this is it. This is Ooh, it. Wow. Wow. I cannot wait to see the look on Gia's face at the next challenge because she's gonna be like Oh my god. What happened, Yellows? What did you do? It's funny because I think she's going to think that like I don't know what she's gonna think. Oh, that's as wild. <laughs> And so we'll wild. we'll talk about that. Um, let me okay. Just let's pause yes. here. Um, I I want to tell everyone. Uh, let's take a five minute intermission. I need to grab some water <laughs> and say hello to Teresa. <laughs> Hi, Teresa. So, so uh, I'm I've got like an intermission graphic. <laughs> we'll mute our mics, and for the audience at home. Take a potty break. Uh, maybe check out Ranger Liz's stream. But we will we will take a break and come back to uh, yes. finish out the episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna rehydrate with some water in this nice Power Rangers movie yes. cup. I'll uh, I'll stay in the chat too if you want to chat for a little bit. Yeah. So Doug will be in the chat. I'm gonna mute my mic and we'll go into intermission. We'll be back in five minutes. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com slash ranger command ph to learn more thanks for listening